And so as a as a father who has yeah, I'm saying What's going on, bro? What's going on, man? You good? What's good? What's good? Damn, you're so loud. <laughs> What's good, man? What's good? What's good? You all right? I'm good, man. I can't complain. How about yourself, bro? I'm doing all right, bro. I'm doing all right. Waiting on uh, Frank to jump on here in a minute, man. I sent him the, the link or whatever, but uh, we just we just waiting to get on. It's not going to be a long one. We just want to have a good, a good conversation around, you know, uh, the topics here, so. You know, once he uh, once he once he jumps on, we can we can, we can really get going. <laughs> what you doing? What are y'all? So if you're listening right now, I don't know who this drunk lady is next to me. I am down in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. I am in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. <laughs> and no, can't nobody hear you. They can't. They can hear you, but they can't. You can't hear them. No, no. I can't put you on speaker. That's the problem. There is no speaker on this, ma'am. Security. Get him. Small, combat him. <laughs> what, man? You gonna hear about it when I post, y'all. So listen, I'm gonna post it. I'm gonna post the podcast. I'm gonna let my guy David, David. my frat brother, get on. I'm sorry, David. I'm sorry, David. You good, my man. bad, bro. I'm gonna let my guy David. We're gonna we're gonna let him just kind of educate us on on mental health and and the importance of. You know, being a black man too. Like, does he have like personal experience with occupation? Yes, he does. I don't know what the what the real is. Jesus Christ, Mrs. Bates, can you can you go over there? Your husband is calling you. I just wanted to know where his perspective was from. You're gonna hear it when I repost. No, no, I wanted to hear like firsthand. You're gonna hear it. Oh my God, man. So again, I'm down. I'm down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, man. My daughters have a cheer competition. I saw weekend. that. I saw that. I saw that post earlier, man. Hey, man, stay. Be careful down there, bro. Like, yeah, definitely. Yeah, we masked. We masked up, man. No, I'm uh, just saying, like, be careful. Period. My dad used to live in Tulsa. He said that's one of the most mm-hmm. racist, like, cities he's ever been in. Yes, 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 it is. And I didn't know. I didn't know that, bro. Yeah, it, it really is. The, the the good thing about it is, is that. You know, we're well, I'm gonna say the good thing. What I'm gonna say is, is that we haven't we've been in Tulsa a few times, so we haven't experienced any, you know, blatant or just sort of side eye yeah. racism. Yeah. Um, but we 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 keeping our head on the swivel. We are in, in a well we in a we in an upscale hotel, so I ain't gonna say we won't see it, but you know, a lot of the you know, <laughs> colonizers as we would say. That's it. Um <laughs> Are not there? There, they haven't been, you know, uh, looking at us crazy. So. I guess it's, it's, other, it's other black families in the hotel. So we good. Yeah. We, we good. Is y'all safe, man? I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna just wait on. Uh, whenever, whenever Frank jump on, we're gonna jump on. So okay. Hey, so you know everybody listening, man. I appreciate everybody tuning in. Straight talk underscore the round table. Oh, there you go. There you go. Jason Gatlin. Okay, hey, hey, so, hey, hey, hey. so bro, on right now, we were just, I was just getting ready to do the introduction, man, so welcome everybody to uh, Straight Talk Roundtable, um, definitely, we appreciate y'all tuning in, uh, once again, um, your boy Trey, Trey Taylor, Trey Mon Taylor, uh, we're going to do some introductions in a minute, but before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and let y'all know we have a special guest on the line, um, our, me and Jason's double brother. Because he's also an iota, he's also a brother of Freemasonry uh, on the line here. He's our special guest this weekend to just sort of kind of 
talk to us, man. The topic this weekend is just around mental health for black men. Um, and it doesn't really have to necessarily just apply to black men, but that's just sort of what we're, we're tuning into with it being Black History Month. We really want to just make sure that we're we're keying into the fellas a lot of times. A lot of times we talk to the ladies, which is cool, and we appreciate our women. We love our women. Um, but we really want to make sure the brothers feel appreciated as well. So without further ado, Straight Talk underscore the roundtable um, on Instagram. Um, no chase of straight talk at gmail.com is our email address. Um, and I'm going to introduce myself. My name is Tremont Taylor. Um, you can catch me on Instagram. You know, they call me the love Dr. IKA, the explicit outlaw. Follow me, T H A L O V 3, Dr. That's T H A L O V, the number three, Dr. on Instagram. Um, my guy, JG, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. All right, this is your boy once again, Jason Gallen. Uh, I only known as Ghostface Outlaw, IKA Brown Passion Golden Ecstasy. Pleasure to be here this evening. Yeah, I bet it is, man. So, uh, stripping it home, So, Frank, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Drop your, you know, your Instagram or whatever, you know, whatever you got, man, so people can know who you are, where to follow you, where to look, where to look for you. At. Cool, peace, peace. I am Davin Oglesby, um, member of IOTA Phi Theta Fraternity out of Beta Chi, Bethune University. Um, uh, I am Davin Oglesby on Instagram, D A V. E N O G L E S B Y. I'll get into my bookstagram a little bit later, but I also have a Instagram called the lit underscore black library. T H E L I T underscore black library. Um, I mm-hmm. post about, you know, the books I'm reading, uh, black authors, black stories, just everything to kind of amplify, you know, black voices in literature. But I'll get into that a little bit later. Um, I, once again, man, I appreciate y'all for inviting me on this podcast. I'm looking forward to this conversation. Like I told Trey, this is something that I'm really passionate about. So I'm looking forward to just, you know, conversing with two black men on something that we should be talking about amongst ourselves firsthand. Right. No doubt. Right. Definitely. And I definitely, definitely no doubt. Go ahead, JJ. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um uh, also uh, my bad I forgot. Uh you can hit me on Instagram at Lucky Lefty sixty three. Um yeah. but I'm also happy to have this conversation and everything because like I said, no disrespect to the ladies, you know what I'm saying? We love the ladies. You know, there's more yeah. things for ladies out there with their problems and issues in the world and everything, and there's not enough for anything of men, you know. We're supposed to take it out right. of the chin and keep on pushing. Right, exactly. And that's and that's my biggest thing. That's why I want to have uh, Fred on here today because we, we've talked a lot about different things, man, on a few podcasts that we have had but we have never really just touched on, you know, mental health for black men and just really, you know, honing in on, you know, how black men are in the world currently as the world sits. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, with, you know, the new political changes, and I'm not here to talk about politics or to influence any politics, but I am, you know, definitely excited to see what, you know, President Biden and uh, Madam Vice President, uh, Lady of Alpha, Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, mm-hmm. Uh, Kamala Harris, I'm re- I'm really excited to to see what she's getting ready to do for us. What what President uh, Biden's getting ready to do in his cabinet, um, you know, is it, I want everybody, and I'm I'm not going to talk about politics. We're not here to talk about politics, but I do want to say this: I want everybody to remember to be patient. They haven't been in office for a month. We really want everybody to understand, not even a month, but we really want everybody to understand that there are levels to politics, checks and balances, things that you have to go through, things that they have to go through. So please just understand that there work it's a work in progress. 
stop. I mean, I see all the jokes and it's funny. I get it. But don't realistically expect Joe Biden to just snap his fingers and something's done for black people and black people only. Um, We're waiting to see. And like I've said before, if they don't do anything, if they don't, you know, come through for us, then (laughs) if you got four years and you ain't done it, we'll get you out of here too. But anyway, so we want to uh, we, we want to start it off, man. So mental health for black men, right? We don't talk about it enough. The black man goes through a lot in life. We've seen the Eric Gardners and the Ahmaud Aubrey's and, um, you know, he's not he wasn't a man, but Tamir Rice, um, you know, all of the unarmed black. And I know that there were black women killed as well and black children, black young girls killed as well. I get it. The young lady actually recently, I think in, uh, I want to say New York, or somewhere up north with pepper spray. Not a nine-year-old black girl, man, and it's, it's terrible. It's very, very, very terrible. But we want to really just talk about how black men are feeling right now as the world sits. And I know a lot of companies are talking to their black employees about, you know, always oh, Black History Month. And we want to talk about Martin Luther King, you know, but they don't want to talk about really you know, they don't really want to get in the conversation. Right. You know what I mean? You know, you, you, Huey P. Newton's and, and the Black Panther Party, they don't want to talk about Actually, it. They don't want to talk about They don't want to talk about the real it. Dr. Martin Luther King before I was going to say There was a whole other side that everybody don't want to acknowledge. They don't. They don't want to acknowledge. So, what we're going to do starting off is just kind of talk about how we're all feeling at this point as black men. And I want to start with our guests because I really, and if you don't follow Fred, please follow him, man, on his, his, and we're going to talk about, he's going to talk about his social media pages again. I want you to keep talking about your pages so people can hear it. But I really want you to talk about as a black man, as a black father, as a black husband uh-huh. today, uh-huh. how are you really feeling? There's no holes barred, bro. Okay. Be, be, un, uh, be raw, uncut. Talk hey, so. I'm a little ambivalent. And when I say ambivalent, I'm kind of like, unemotionally detached from it all a little bit just because I'm also a teacher you know what I mean so I have to kind of grapple with what the pandemic looked like for that part hello hello yeah grapple with like what the pandemic looked like for my students what the pandemic looked like for my family and then what the pandemic looked like for me but it wasn't until like late November that I really begin to feel what like depression really feels like, because I got to a uh. point where I was like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a teacher anymore. Not because I don't love my students and yeah. I don't love teaching, but it just got so draining to the point where I felt like my kids weren't learning enough. I wasn't doing enough. My, you know what I mean? Like it just wasn't enough in whatever feeling. And I was like, this is really, this is really messed right. up. So you like, and it, I was you feeling like anxious. Lighting the kids. What happened? You were feeling like you were slighting the baby. Yes, I felt like I was really slighting them, bro. And I'm like, this ain't cool. But then I had a thought. I was like, yo, is this what like depression and anxiety really feels like? Because if I'm feeling like this in November of 2020, I can't imagine what feeling depressed and feeling anxious and feeling just, you know, what mental health, people who deal with mental health every day, what that feels like for them. I couldn't imagine it. And that was only like a couple of months for me. And it wasn't until the nurses at my school kind of stopped me and she asked me she was like how are you doing and I was like oh I'm good I'm cool I'm all right 
And then she said, no, no, no. I didn't ask you how you're doing. I said, how are you doing? Like, how are you feeling? And that's when it all came out. I was like, oh, you, you want to know how I feel. And I let it all out. And I was like, I'm frustrated. I'm anxious. I'm scared. I'm nervous because we're in a whole pandemic. So I got to keep myself safe and I got to keep other people's kids safe at the same time. You know what I mean? Um, so it was just a lot. Um, and so right now I'm kind of like, I'm getting to a point now where because we're going back to school next week, I have to again grapple with the feeling of, am I going to be doing enough to keep myself safe? And am I, am I going to be doing enough to keep my kids safe? Am I going to be doing enough to keep my family safe? Mm -hmm. Am I going to be doing enough for everyone around me all at one time, if that makes sense? Um, so, I mean, I'm going through a lot, but right. I think for me, that's where reading helps because that's where my peace is found. That's where my, you know, my time of relaxation, decompression, you know, de-stressing from my day, whatever the case may be, that's where reading helps me. Not mm -hmm. to, it's not always to learn. It's just a sometimes just relax and calm down for a little bit. So, so, so let me ask you this, right? So, you know, as as a, as a professional, as a teacher, as a black male teacher, when you're when your students, you know, because you you just talked about these babies, and that's one thing that we all can agree on is that we love these kids. These kids don't actually be here, um, and they're so innocent, right? They don't know a lot. They're they're depending on us, but they're also depending on teachers, you, right. like yourself, more than they are the parents because they learn so much in the house, but they're coming to you and they're saying, yeah. hey, Mr. Oglesby is my teacher. He's here to support, he's supposed to be here mm -hmm. to protect me. So have you had a situation where your students have come to you and said, you know, I don't know what they call you, but, you know, hey, Mr. Oglesby, I'm... I'm confused or I'm scared. Like, what, what do you what do you say to them? Have you ever had it? And if not, if you would have it, like, what um, would you say so to them? I, for a little bit of context, I teach special education in elementary. Uh, so I specific right, students right, have yeah, not yeah, come yeah. to me and said that, but I did have a situation where a student came to me last year before the pandemic happened, and he was like, I need to talk to you. And I was like, what's up? What's going on? He said, nah, we can't do it right here. We got to go in the hallway. And I was like, okay, cool. Let's let's go in the hallway and talk. And then he unloaded on me about, you know, what was going on with him. And I said, man, you know what? I first had to thank him because he didn't have to, one, come to me. And two, he didn't have to be about what was going on with him, right? Um, and so for me, what I've and so for me, what I've what I've had to do, what I've had to do, honestly, just honestly, just be open with my students. Be open with my students. Let them understand like Let what's going. Understand like what's going firsthand, and then firsthand. I feel about it after that. I feel about it after that. I just kind of got to be honest. I just kind of got to be honest. Let them know what's going on. Let them know what's going on. Be honest. Be honest. Hello? Hello? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I thought I got disconnected. It got quiet for a second. No, I heard an echo in the background while I was talking. 
Yeah, I'm here, bro. Yeah. Hey, hello. Hello. Yeah, my bad, man. Yeah, my headphone got disconnected. I had to uh, reconnect. Because somebody had like took his headphones off his head. <laughs> I had to reconnect my headphone. Hopefully, it gets back I'm home. I'm sorry, Devin, or who is this? This Dave. Dave is on here. I'm sorry. I think he's so I'm waiting on waiting on Devin to reconnect. Devin, so we can get him back on. Don't nobody ever apologize to me for I don't matter. Because I have to, I have to submit it. So. Oh, so this is just like a rush job. No, this is you recorded and then it. It, was, it actually happened. It, it re- you, I recorded well, it. Then it so when I'm finished, I have to, I'm going to mash it together. I'm going to do what I do. And then. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Does Jason have a spouse as well? No, he does not. Okay. <laughs> so, like, excuse me. Hold on. Hold on, fellas. Give, give me one second. He does. Give me one second, people. Okay. My, my bad. My bad. You good, bro. Give me one second. Yeah, I have. Oh, no. Yeah. So. My bad, there, fellas. I, I got yeah, I got disconnected. I got disconnected, man. But uh, Dave, I don't know where you left off at, man. But go ahead and finish. So what here's saying. well, what I was saying was I did have a, I did have a situation where a student, you know, asked me, "Can he be honest with me about something going on in his life?" Um, mm-hmm. And for me, that was really breathtaking because, you know, he doesn't know me from a can of paint outside of being his teacher. But one right. thing I've always said about you know my philosophy when it comes to working with students is, I need you to feel safe period beyond the education beyond everything else if you don't feel safe in my classroom i don't have anything so until students feel safe and they feel cared for they're not gonna open up to say i feel scared i feel nervous about everything going on or whatever the case may be but i think a lot of that goes back to the experiences that we have as black people in the classroom um right so you know, for me, I didn't always feel seen and feel cared for in the classroom. So I didn't think my teachers, you know, even cared about me as a person, let alone one of their students. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until high school that I began to feel that. And that's what kind of turned the that's what kind of turned the corner for me when it came to becoming a teacher was I wanted to get for my students that feeling that I had growing up when I felt like my teachers really welcomed me into their classroom and saw me as a whole person. Mm-hmm. Right, and and see, man, that's the and that and that's to, to to me, and that's that's one of the biggest things too, right? Because you know, it, it's it's all about making sure we protect we, we number one protecting our kids because our kids are our our future leaders, they're our future, you know, potentially president, right. vice president, they're our future doctors, lawyers, right? Whatever you want to call them, yeah, that's what they are. So. You know, that's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted you on the podcast, because as a teacher, it's part of your job, too, to make sure you prepare them for, you know, what's coming. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, we, we definitely appreciate that. So, you know, kind of sticking, you know, going back to the, to the, to the original question um, about mm-hmm. how, how men are feeling, for me specifically, you know, it's as a father with, you know, three children, uh, I have a 15-year-old son. Ten um, year old daughter, five year old daughter. It's it's definitely scary, right? Right, because 
you know, for example, I'm here, I'm here in Tulsa, right? So right. we're here for a cheer competition, and my kids are focused on, you know, the cheer competition itself. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, you know, I know, all right, well, I'm, I'm probably going to have to deal with something extra, mm-hmm. and it's, it's a lot more than what my kids are really used to because they haven't experienced racism in any fashion that I'm aware of mm-hmm. um, in any way, you know what I'm saying? But I have, you know what I mean? And it's, it's all about my response to it because if – and nothing's happened. I'm not saying something has, but nothing has happened. But if it were, I know that my response has to be very, 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 you know, (laughs) uh, thought through. I have to have to think through it very, very, you know, clearly because I know how I want to react or how I would react. Mm -hmm. But I can't do that, especially in front of my children. Mm -hmm. Um, More so than that, you know, I'm a professional now. You know what I mean? Like I've been in my, my role for, you know, three years in my company. And I have to be careful and mindful of how I react to certain things and how I present certain things. So I have to be, you know, careful in that. And all those things run through my mind whenever I leave the house, especially with my kids, mm-hmm. especially now, because my, my son even told me about a situation at his school about one of his, you know, schoolmates. I'm not going to say classmates. I don't know if they're in the same class or whatever, but one of his schoolmates mm-hmm. who supports or supported Trump or their family or Trump supporters or whatever. And this young man, probably 15, 16 years old, is at home or is at school spewing, you know, racist rhetoric. And I don't even think, and I told my son, he doesn't even realize what he's saying. He doesn't realize what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But what he's doing is he's doing the same thing that he's seen his parents do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's crazy because you're 15, 16, it's, it's learned behavior. Learn behavior. You're 15, behavior. You're, you're, yeah, you're 15, you're 16, and... If your parent, here's the thing. If you support Trump, that's fine. If you were a Trump supporter, that's cool. I don't. That's, that's fine. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. But what I'm saying is, is that you're you're imprinting some things in your children, and then they go to school, and they're not realizing that what they're saying is hurtful, what they're saying is bigoted, what they're saying is racist towards their classmates. So now they're African American. So you expect their minority classmates to accept mm-hmm. what's being said or what's being presented to them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these kids, including my son, my son is not built like that. My son is not going to uh, accept what you're saying to him. He's not going to just let you say whatever, because I taught him to never let someone disrespect you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. Now, you can say what you want to say, but when you start to direct things towards me, it becomes a different <laughs> project at right. that point. Like, I'm cool with what you're doing. But now I, and I got to really intervene and do what I got to do. So, but that for me, you remember that? Go ahead, remember bro. that movie, uh, the Jackie Robinson story, right? When they right. were in, they were playing that baseball game, and the dad was like yelling all these racial slurs at Jackie Robinson, and his son was sitting there silent, right? But he heard he kept mm-hmm. his dad say it over and over and over again. So in his mind, he was like, "Oh, this is what I'm supposed to say," and so all of a sudden, you. <laughs> So he, so he started saying, nigga, 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 nigga. What he's saying, but like you said, Trey, it perpetuates that stereo, that, that mindset of this is what's accepted in my household, so now I'm going to do it. Exactly. And like I said, those kids half the time don't even realize what they're really nah, saying. Nah, man. But because as parents, when we're doing things, like my kids pick up on some of my mannerisms. Like I have to be careful. I do too. I say, I say big fella a lot. So now my daughter says yeah. it. <laughs> and it's funny 
but it's really it's not. Yeah, my son is four, and I started saying like "bruh," and he'd be like, "Oh, bruh," and I'd be like, "Ah, that's my fault." <laughs> exactly, you know what I'm saying? Like my daughter called her teacher big fella, so it's like, no, no baby, you, you don't call your teacher <laughs> big fella because that's definitely not right. But because I say it so much, uh-huh. because yeah. I call her big fella, like we'd be at the house, I'd be like big fella mileage, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And she thinks that that's what I'm supposed to. So it's like, oh, yeah. I got to be careful. Our kids, and then I cuss a lot. I cuss a lot our too. So <laughs> you said, said what, our bro? kids are watching us. Don't even know it. They they are man. They are because uh my 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 youngest daughter that just recently turned thirteen and everything she can cuss with the best of them, and her mama called me talking about where she heard that language from. Me. I don't know. She with you seventy five percent. You tell of the time. me, but she she probably learned that from you, JJ. You tell me. Anyway, um, we, we got to be. <laughs> First of all, you know what? See, that's blasphemy. It's not not funny, y'all, man. I don't want to promote, you know, our kids using foul language because we shouldn't use it. But at the same time, I do do understand that, you know, as adults, sometimes we get lost in ourselves. So when our kids are around us, we start saying stuff. But I would would never spew anything disrespectful. I don't care if it's racist. I don't care if it's sexist. I don't, none of that. Like, I don't. I don't even listen to certain. I, I'm very mindful about music now in my car. Like I listen to old school music because I know my kids are in the car when they're with me. Um, now my son, my son is definitely 15, so he knows. You know what I mean. But I always have that conversation with him about, you know, hey, this is how you. He is a very yeah. And my son's not, my son's very my son's intelligent, <laughs> so I teach him about respecting women at all times, especially our women, especially black women. But respecting our women, respect your mom. Like I've taught him that over the years, so he 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 understands. He's able to separate music from okay. This is how I'm supposed to right. act, right? Because I don't want him to believe that because so and so on this record said this that that's how I'm supposed. No, son, you don't act that way with, with, right. with women. You know, this is what you do with women. I, you don't see me treat your mama, your sister, your grandmother, my mother. You don't see me treat any woman in any disrespectful way. So you shouldn't do the same thing. Right, so it, what, what Trey first of all, your first mama, of all, Rosa right, Marie, head, uh, Denise Chesterfield Taylor, Taylor, she got another name. She ain't gonna say the hell Patrick Gallagher's name either, though. <laughs> so <laughs> she's so like, she's like, she's she, she, she pulled a pin so, on me. That's either here nor there. Yeah, well, either here nor there. You know, that's just that's that's just my take on it as a as a as a father in the world. But um, I want to hear from 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 Jason, like kind of with you. And so we all got separate. We all have separate but similar situations. Mm-hmm. Jason, your children are not here or not in Arkansas with you. They're in another state. So how are you as a father coping with, you know, between the pandemic and between the blatant racism that's happening in our society today? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Um, I remember, uh, I don't know if, Everybody seen uh, the Black Klansman mm-hmm. movie yeah. with uh, Denzel Washington's son and everything. Um, I believe I'm more of a realist than my ex-wife is. Not down. Please, I want everybody before everything. you continue, JJ. I want you know everybody to understand something. Before he's not, I, I he's am not, not down talking to my ex-wife. We're not, we're not doing that. Not. Go ahead, JJ. But my thing about it is, is that I don't want my daughter to grow up in a fantasy world where she mm. figures that everything's peaches right. and cream and everything. Everything's all good. 
And we sat up here and we watched the Black Klansman and everything. And she watched it with me through the whole movie. And, you know, at the end part, you know, when they was doing the, um, uh, the march, the protest that was mm-hmm. in, in um, Charlottesville, mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. I don't know when that when that white dude went through there and and ran over all them folks with the charger and stuff like that. She was watching that and she was watching like all the other clippings, you know, you know, Spike Lee holds no punches in his movies when he gets to talking about stuff like that. Race blatant racism in America. And my daughter, Mackenzie, she broke down crying. And I just told her, I was like, babe, you know, that's the way of the world. That's the world that we're living in right now. I like it's pretty much watered down what it is now, somewhat. Right. But it was way worse when your grandparents was alive growing up. I'm like this. Your grandparents you just get lynched and just looking sideways at the white person. And once again, I'm not disrespecting white people. You know, we got white frat and everything. Much love to them, everything, blase, blase. Right. But I'm like, but this is the way of the world. I'm like, you got to understand this. I'm like, this is the reason why I show you these things because I'm not, tra- I'm not here to say you know dreams. I'm not here to say you know fairy tales. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want, you, I want you to have your soul prepared when you run into this. You won't be upset. You be like, you know what? That makes sense. But the thing I is, bro, like. What, what yeah, happened with our parents is happening now. They're lynching us now, like recently. Like this, 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 this shit ain't, exactly. this shit ain't changed. And 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 it's way worse. And it's way worse now because they got semi-automatic high-power yeah. rifles. You know, and, and and so it's it, like you said. It's important that it's hard to do this. It's hard to, and some people may not agree, but it's hard for us to present our children with these things because as a parent, just like man, I don't want to put this in front of my kid, man, goddamn, you know what I mean? But they have to see this is this is what, this is a part of your reality. Now, the world, I'm not just saying America, America's just not bad, in my opinion, it's not just bad, because I'm not doing, I just got a raise today. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not doing bad, I'm not living in, I ain't got no money. Um, but I'm not doing just bad, you know what I mean? Like, I've been doing well, I, I didn't grow up in poverty, you know, I grew up. I grew up well off. Like my father had a hell of a job. Uh, yeah, my father. Middle class, my father made class. the equivalent of today's maybe four hundred and eighty thousand, four hundred, almost half a million dollars. What he made back then when I was growing up. You know, and yeah, I was and the same. With, I know Jay Perry. You know what I mean? And so, is for me, it's not that, but at the same time. I don't want my children to be blind to what's the possibility because what happens is it's a lot of our people sometimes who have the privilege. I don't want to say privilege because but, ain't no such thing as black privilege to me. But it, for us to put on the side for our kids, like, oh, the world is just great. And then when they get out here and they get called a nigger or they get treated right, unfairly, right. yeah, they black start looking like, well, this ain't what my daddy told me. This ain't what my mama told me. And that's why when my kids understand, like, yo, this is a reality, like, you have to understand this is what has happened. I had sat down with my son. I haven't done this with my daughters yet, but I sat down with my son, and we talked about the stuff that happened on the, at the Capitol, at, mm-hmm. at our nation's Capitol. And he was just like, Dad, I don't understand how they just can do that. I said, son, because they're white. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just, it's, it, it, for me, it's that simple. I said, because, I said, son, how many times have you seen a Black Lives Matter protest and you've seen, for example, shout out to Yandy, shout out to Trader Truth, you know, they sat peacefully in, mm-hmm. in Louisville, Kentucky, to protest the unarmed and unlawful killing of Breonna Taylor in her house while she slept, and then how they drug her boyfriend or her right. fiance through the mud for firing his weapon at somebody who he thought was trying to break in. They never announced themselves. This is all stuff that's been proven. These are facts. People don't 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 just believe what I'm saying. Go look it up. So for him to for, Brother, for him to for him to I didn't mean to cut you off. We can't nah, it would have been great at the White House. You, if y'all recall, the, the sister who was having a mental pro, who had a mental breakdown, who did a U-turn in front of the White House, was shot and killed. She did a U-turn on accident, was shot and killed like 2013. So you tell me what's right. You tell me. You tell me what's just what's just in this world. Not for, that's not, not just, man. Not for black people, it ain't. So that's well, no, it ain't, man. It, it's not. So it's like we can't even peacefully protest without getting pepper sprayed and beat the fuck up. But these people can storm our nation's capital, a federal building, and you want me to feel – I'm sorry, y'all. I don't wish death on nobody. But you, if you want to tell me they should have complied when you shot a black, unarmed black person, that lady that, broken, that was getting, trying to climb through that yeah. White House window that was shot by that Secret Service agent. You know what? She's there every piece of that hey, goddamn bullet because she I can't, had a happy ass out through that window. I, I say be, it for you. I don't care because if I'd have hopped my ass through that one, exactly. I'd been blown all the way. Exactly. Y'all ain't know so, me right now. If you feel some type of way about it, that's fine. But this is this is straight talk, no chasing, no chasing, straight talk. However you want to say it, we we ain't we not here to get to you with a little lemon squeeze and under that. No, you finna take this ever clear. You gonna take this ever clear shot straight up. But, what I had to realize, the heaven and hell, you know, America wasn't set up. <laughs> For us to even get to that point where we were be where we would be able to storm the Capitol, like nothing about because it already said they already said it take three three so of us just to make it's one. It's a sad truth that you know nothing about America was set up for the advancement of black people. So of course we wouldn't be able to storm the Capitol because we wouldn't have made it past the gates. That you know, like nah, no, no, we we never would have. Step on that blade. You Step on to. that blade of grass. Step on that one blade we, of grass. We never, we never would have, man. Like they, they had, you know, the military and and yeah, full so, regalia. You know, when a couple, a couple years ago or last year, I think, but, when they were going to do some protests at the Capitol. Look at what happened. Like, they were ready. When they were just marching. Yeah. For yeah. again, for equal rights for black people, they were just marching, not, not by, for for some. For something oh, that man. we should already have. That's the part that kills me. Right? Protests. And they still were turning dogs and hoses. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but here's my thing, Fred. Not to piss you off. We should have never at that point had to. Yeah, we were we asking, were asking yes. for it. We were yeah. asking in, for in, equal rights. In 1960. What? 63. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> That's the part, and that's what kills me about some. Some I'm not gonna say all because I do know that there were some, you know, non minorities who marched with us. But that's what kills me about some is that they want us to feel like 
I seen a post. I shared a post on Facebook where this guy from mm-hmm. Arkansas, from Conway, who pretty much said that February was oh woe is me month. And then somebody commented under that and said, you owe me months. I'm like, so you all are at, upset about mm-hmm. black kids. One month. You're mad about one month, one month out of 12. Mm-hmm. Y'all get 11 months. We get mm-hmm. one. The shortest month, we get one. And you want to be, you want me to be, you want me to feel like I'm supposed right. to not be appreciative. I don't, first of all, Black uh, history is every day, all day. If you want the straight talk, we built this country. We built this country. You know what I mean? And you, you want me? You want to say things like, "Oh, woe is me, month. You owe me, mm-hmm. month. You damn right, you owe me." Yeah, I built all, this month. All of the commerce you took me from my land. All of the, you know, all of the business and trading yeah. that was done during this. That was all on the backs of black people. Yeah, all of the. Not to mention, Frank, not to mention the inventions so you, that we brought forth this to this country. And you know what? I want to piggyback off both of what y'all are saying right now. That's why they hemmed up Brother Marcus Garvey. Oh, yeah. He had, he had them scared. He had the wife. Fuck it. I'm going to say it. He had white Straight folks up. scared. He said, we're going to take all our intelligence. We're going to take all our skills. And we're going to go back yeah. to Africa. Good luck with what the fuck and y'all got going on. Off that, bro, if we were to do that, if African Americans in this country were to say, you know what, we're going to all pick up, we're going to all leave, this country would fail. Because right. you built it on the backs of us. And there were others too, but you built it on the backs of us. If we right. took all of our resources that we came here with, cell phones, stoplights, right. washer dryer, you name it, if we take it with us, if we take it with us, what do you have left? If we take these athletes, let's look at some of these athletes. This, you know, I'm not here to talk about goats. Man, I'm not here to talk about goats. But let's take our LeBron James. Let's take our Steph Curry. Let's take our Michael George. Let's take our Magic Irvings. Let's take our Emmitt Smiths. Let's take our, you know, King Ken Griffith Jr. Let's take all of these athletes that built these mm-hmm. sports up as high as they are. And there are a lot of them. If we say, you know what, we're just going to go build our own here. Mm-hmm. They would still, you have nothing. They would still riot. You have and- nothing petition and try to make their way into what we have because what they do with cultural appropriation mm-hmm. everything have is so cool and so needed mm. and so dope until it comes with the stigma that it is being black all the hair all the music all the fashion yeah. all the culture like everything about being black is cool except the trauma of being black you don't want that but you want everything else yeah Paul Mooney said it best. Everybody want to be black, but don't nobody want to be black. Everybody want to be a nigga, but don't want to yeah, be a nigga. That's what he that's said. Exactly. That's what he said. It's cool being us. That's what he said. Cause he it's said cool it. being us until it's time to really be us. So it's like you 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 can't tell me or try to control my narrative that you want to control my narrative when it's convenient for you. Now I'm black all the time. I'm not black when I want to be. I'm black all of the time. When I wake up in the morning, I'm a six foot one, two hundred and eighty five pound black yeah. man. I'm scary when I wake up. So you get what damn nigga you done gained weight. First of all, hold on, time out, y'all. We're gonna put a plug in this. First, first of all, you're not gonna expect me on this podcast because <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You see how disrespectful he be. 
So y'all, I'm looking for a new. I, I, I'm looking I, for a new I, co-host I, because I clearly Jason Gavin doesn't want to be on the podcast anymore. Um, disrespectful ass. Well, <laughs> fine then. Anyway, it's because I'm, I'm black. It is. It's because I'm black. I ain't. Stand you, <laughs> no. But you, you guys are right though. It's, it's, it's definitely part of, you know that. You know, everybody want to be black, but nobody, or everybody want to be a nigga, and nobody want to be a nigga type, type scenario, because it is, it's cool to listen to our music, it's cool to bob your head, and it's cool, my man's here recently who said the N-word, I guess, in the, I don't know, I didn't hear about it until recently, yeah. but it's cool to say it, oh, you want to say that N-word, the word that y'all invented to oppress us, that we took over and right. said, you know what, we're going to make it of a term of endearment, because you want to make up a term but of, now of oppression, it. now you want to right. use it, as a term of endearment, no, my nigga, <laughs> I see you, see, you see what I just did now. Nah. Like, first, first of all, the only people outside of the black race that can use a nigga word is Fat Joe and and, and Big Pun. God rest in peace. Ooh. That's it. And Eminem, randomly. Well, <laughs> okay, that's that's. So anyway, no, here's the thing: I've never heard him say. It. Anyway, I've never heard him say it. Not in February. Now we're not gonna do a black issue. <laughs> we not. Like I've never heard. Okay, well, 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 fat joking get away. Well, with, see, you know the, because they're not, I mean, they're technically other, black, though. I mean, that's but that's another conversation issue. for another day. Yeah. That's another conversation for another day. Yeah. That's, 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 a whole different, that's, that's, that's a whole different conversation. But it is. It, it is. A di- but thing, just, who can that's actually a good, say the nigga? That's a good thing. You know what? Um, I, I'm I'm gonna say that's the next topic. You can only say it if you're willing to live for and die for everything that comes behind it. Boom. Word. There you go. Because that's exactly what well not exactly, but that was what I was getting ready to say. Like if you are I think I think Fat Joe will probably die for that shit. If you if if you feel convicted in your spirit that you just really just really You don't have to. We're gonna get on here. Another got a couple stories about it, but Good. we're gonna have to. That's a. That's a yeah. That's another one for another day. We're gonna, we gonna invite David back. Um, to David, I keep saying David. Lord, that person, David. Like I don't know this man's name. I've been drinking. I'm sorry. It's the uh, Davin. <laughs> back. Nah, boy, his wife's gonna talk about me. Lord, his wife's gonna talk about me. Sis, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sis. I love you. I love. I love you. I love you. So, so sidebar, sidebar, man. I I gotta What's talk up? about. Well, I want Frat to talk about. If y'all don't know Frat's wife, okay. So for a little while, a lot of I, I brothers, heard. I heard, didn't really like her. I, I, I loved her. I loved her. I loved just kind of her her spirit when I first before y'all got right. married. I had I had followed her on like I think Twitter. I think. And I was like, yo, she right. is it was out of, it was out of, You know uh, what I'm saying? Because it, was it wasn't of, out, it was out of, of comedic yeah. relief, so to speak. But go ahead. Right. It, it was. It, it, it was. So, and when she ended up marrying an iota, I, I found it very, <laughs> very, like, that's, that is spot on. Uh, but, because she gave us the most hell, you know what I'm saying, out of the D9. And I, and I appreciated the uh, fact that. Oh, but I want you to so talk funny about enough, show, like, talk We about talk about that all the time. Like she would always say, Oh, if I'm gonna marry anybody, I want to marry an IO the founder. But the thing is, I didn't take any offense to it. No, seriously, she would. 
if you don't know Traveling Zeta from the oh. old Twitter days, you, you missed the whole era. But anyway, uh, man, she would always like joke about you know yeah. wanting to marry an IOTA founder <laughs> and IOTA's this and IOTA's that. I didn't take any offense to it because again, if you're if you're the, if you're gonna be an IOTA, you got to have tough skin. You can't really sensitive about stuff like that. So I found it funny. Um, and one day I just hopped in their DMs like, oh, you got jokes. You know, when we we connected from there, but that was a few years before we actually started dating. Um, and then once we actually, you know, were going to get married, she invited Lonnie to the wedding, but you know, he was in Maryland and I think he was ill at the time and couldn't make it. But yeah, I mean, that's, you know, her whole grind now is a little bit different. That was, you know, back in her Twitter days, that was her joke. It is. Like, I want to marry an IOTA founder. Bros didn't like it. I thought it was hilarious. So. Yeah. And and, and, and definitely love. We I know, JG don't know it, but I do. Definitely loves his uh, 100%, man. She she has done, um, as far as like how rich she is now, like, I follow her on Instagram. Um, man, she is, bro. My God, she is hitting it. She's motivated me a lot of times. Like, I'll be sitting out like, I don't want to do shit. And I just open mm -hmm. up Instagram, and she'll be getting in with, you know, with your daughter. People and I'm ask like, me all the time, like, my, you don't say like, like, my, my whole thing about that is, bro, I was in love with the motivation that she had before she got to where she is now. So back when she flipping tires and doing, like, CrossFit real heavy, right. that's when her and I connected on, I think it was Twitter or Instagram or one of the, one of the two. But that's back when I was like, you know, people ask me like, what are you, what, are you, what were you attracted to? It was the passion behind it, like the motivation for her to get better. That's what I was attracted to, like the drive that she had. I'm not in the gym like that all day, every day. Am I going to be at some point? Maybe, but I'm not, I'm not going to, what I'm saying is, <laughs> maybe. I'm not going to ride the train. Like, like me oh, right there, maybe. The you got to be in the gym. Nah, she has an internal motivation to want to be better for herself. So she rides with that. And I can support that 100%. So whatever she got going on, I'm with it. She want to do a Spartan race in October. Let's do it. Go. Go do it. Like, because, I mean, that's she's doing it for her. You know what I'm saying? And along with that, she's motivating thousands of people. So I couldn't be prouder, bro. Like, it's dope for me to see from the sidelines. Because I see where she was years ago and to see where she is now. The shit's amazing, bro. It, it is. She posted a picture one day. Um, it was like a picture of her, her like, when she was at Disney. Yeah, I think it was. And then she posted like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. She posted like a, a, a side by side. No weight, said, no this flat tummy tees, deal, right? none of that shit. Like, you can <laughs> none of that. Like, she been, like, if y'all don't, if y'all don't know, uh, real quick, David, if you, I don't, I don't know her Twitter Instagram handle or her Instagram, Instagram handle underscore fat suit. Shout him out real quick. Yeah. Look it up. Go follow. I'm 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 scared to even look that up because that sounds like up. disrespectful. If I look it up, I'm like I, I no, don't want to disrespect. Bro, it's no, it's not, bro. Because like, like I said, I've been following her, you know, and and obviously Pratt for years, and to see, mm -hmm. I kind of, for me personally, being mm -hmm. able to see on the outside how how they started. You know how she started because right. I knew her really first before I knew Frat, obviously. And then somewhere along the line, me and Frat became friends. But then to see them come together, it's like, okay, these are two of my, 
you know, social media friends that have come together and do, and now I'm able to follow both of them through both of their journeys as far as her fitness. And then Frat has been posting here, especially recently, real heavily, um, books to read, because I don't read. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't. <laughs> um, I don't, and I should. But just being able to see Frat post, like, stuff, and it's like, man, maybe I need to pick up a book and read Maybe I need to pick up something and read it. And but here's something the thing, more right? like I, do I say that I to say this if, the, but, if going to the gym and you know working out and lifting weights is where you find your peace and like where you find your you know moment to yourself or just trade, do that, bro. Like that's yours, you don't have to feel like like mm-hmm. I tell anybody, man, find Definitely. whatever your piece Definitely. is and go with that. If you want to fish, if you want to hunt, if you want to play basketball, if you want to play a video game, whatever it is for you to get like 10 minutes of just alone time, do that. Do that? And, and that leads me to my next I'll be watching, I be watching Martin and everything and reruns and stuff, so I'll be and laughing. I'll be giggling my motherfucking ass off. I, and, 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 that's my, and that's my next thing that I want to touch on, no point real quick uh, before we wrap it up, is just what, as far as, you know, black men, and JJ, I'm going to start with you, what is your sort of, this is my go-to for peace and tranquility and just try to just escape from the world. Like, what do you do as a black man? What I, I do as a black man outside of running from the police. Um, wow. wow. No, I'm just playing. Wow. <laughs> I'm just playing. I know you're playing because um, your old ass ain't running nowhere. You got damn right because my knee gonna start acting up and everything. I'm you ain't got the major size knees, my nigga. But, uh, no, I <laughs> I try, I try, um, quick story, um, and Trey, you know about this, mm. um, my last birthday and everything, I had, uh, two seizures. He did. He did. Which had me in the hospital for two weeks and everything, you know, I had to learn how to walk all over again because I was laying in the bed and all this other stuff, but what okay. I find as a happy place for me is laughter. And the reason I say that is because um, what mm-hmm. I wanted to say earlier, I had to go to personal counseling for myself because I found myself um, grieving. You remember that, Trey? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Over my father passing away yeah. and everything. My brother died in Gallagher. And, yeah, the guy so. and, um, um, and a whole bunch of other myths, you know. And, you know, I was trying to deal with it the best way I can, you know. I tried to find it at the bottom of a bottle, which was a bad mistake. Went to counseling, got myself together. Yeah. And then I had to figure out, like, hey, what makes you feel good? Let's watch Martin. Let's watch Jamie Foxx show. Let's watch something to make you laugh. And every time I watch yeah. some shows and everything, I just giggle myself my ass off. And then I talked yeah. to my baby girl that just turned 13 and everything. And, and she gets on my nerve, even though she acts just like me. That's why she get on my nerve. Um, mm-hmm. She keeps me going. You know, yeah. I have something to live for, you know. Um, and just try to keep a, try to keep a positive attitude. Um, you know, keep a, a task board or whatever they call board or whatever, you know. You write down quotes. You post it up on a wall. You post it up on a wall. That's what. You, that's the first thing you see every morning when you wake up. Mm-hmm. I follow Les Brown. 
Les Brown motivates me every morning to get up, go out there and get some. So that's what I do. Um, I can't speak for everybody else, but that's what works for me. Now, 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 now what about you, Fred? Like, what, what do you like? What is your go-to for yeah. your peace of mind? Re- like, what, what do you do? There, sure, reading, but, I, know you I mean, similar reading, to what Jason said, for me. It's comedy, but it's more so stand-up comedy than, like, sitcoms. Um, Whenever I'm, like, stressed out or dealing with stuff with school or, you know, just me personally, I'll throw on a Kevin Hart stand-up in a minute. Um, Just, like, you know, focus on something that has nothing to do with reality right now, but because it's a story that's about to make me laugh that I've already heard a hundred times, I know, you know what I mean? Like, I know what the punchline is. I know what's coming. I know where the laugh is going to be. So I know what to focus on at that point. Uh, and it just kind of takes my mind off it. So, yeah, for me, it's stand-up comedy. Uh, it's watching any kind of movies, um, reading for sure. But just, I mean, like Frat said, just really kind of getting outside of myself and not focusing on the issue. So anything that's going to take me away from that.
for, so first and foremost, give us your final some of your final thoughts, and then just shout out all of you know, you know, Instagram pages. Books um, you want people so to read. So the only Instagram I'm gonna give you is my bookstagram because right. I'm gonna probably I'm trying to move all my followers from my main page to my bookstagram. Um, the underscore Black Library T H E L I T mm-hmm. underscore Black Library. Um, I'll be posting you know books I'm reading now past books I've read. Um, I want to get to a point where I interview authors of books that they've written. Um, actually, one of my chapter brothers just wrote a book, so I'm getting him on pretty soon to interview him about it. Um, it's my brother, Richie Johnson. He wrote a book called oh. Discipline for the Disciplinarian. Um, how, to, how to Parent Like a Black Belt. He's a black, black belt martial artist. Okay. He wrote a book about basically being a parent, but how he okay. took like his lessons from martial arts and applied them to parenting. Dope, dope book, especially for black men. Um, can, can, can I ask you, bro, if you ever, whenever, because I know you will, whenever you get a chance to just interview him, I want to get you back on. I got you. Talk about his book and you. Yeah, so. what you all talked about. Like, I, re- I really do. I really want to get that on, on, on here because I know we, we clown a lot I on got here. You. Yeah, I'll link you. I, um, I'll. I posted it on my page, but I'll I'll repost it and I'll uh, I'll tag you in it so you can see it. Um, and invite him on if you want to, no doubt. Um, but yeah, that's so that's all I try to do. I mean, for me, final thoughts, man. Like I said, yeah, do whatever you can to find your peace. If that's reading a book, if that's going to see a therapist, if that's working out, if that's watching comedy, like we all said, whatever it is to find your peace, do that because what we don't need is more black men committing suicide, and that's a different conversation. But what we need is black man. Hold another call. Man. But what I'm saying, I said Ooh, all that to say, yeah, find that's your peace because call. life is too short, and we don't need any more black men or black women or anybody committing suicide because it was too much. So that's man. JG, uh, you know, obviously you can shout out your, your Instagram that nobody cares about. Um, and um, your final thoughts. First of all, I want to say, never mind. Um, hey, first of all, love yourself. Love yourself first. That's where you first got to start at. Mm. If you don't love yourself, the world going to take advantage of you. They're going to do what it does to you. Chew you up, spit you out. And like you said, what you say, brother? Next thing you know, we're reading about you in the damn funny paper called a newspaper because you didn't did something to yourself. Right. And I don't want to hear about it. I'm just going to be 100 with you. I don't want to hear about it because I'm a sensitive person <laughs> despite my <laughs> rhetoric. But, you know, love that yourself. Nigga that nigga is lying. First, first of all, first of all, man, look, let me tell you something. You know they do make other size t-shirts Size extra small that you be wearing. First of all, why are you worried about what size T-shirt? Right, I'm just problem. saying, man. You always got something to say. You always got oh something. To... I was trying to be I'm serious. As you go, brother Davin is not going to want to come on this show no more. He's like, you know that. You be serious? I'm coming back. With and the then other you just jump into a whole argument. Y'all think then, that hey, betrays if y'all. <laughs> oh, hey, my... hey. hey. Hey, look, from Beta Cop, so I know he got another side to him. I already know. I already know. 
Uh, shout out to, to brother down there, Bethune. But hey, I want to send a shout out to my boy Casey Stokes, A5A's finest from Keller Capside. You know, the Power Lunch Hour. Definitely tune in the Power Lunch Hour. Holla at our bro, man. Definitely. He has a good he has a good pie. It's been going for a minute, I believe. So holla at the Hopefully we get some sponsorships around here and then get some money. Right. My final thoughts is never kind of touching on both of what they said. Never forget about you. Um, the world, you do so much in the world, man. You work, you take care of kids, you take care of, you know, everything mm-hmm. else, you know, your spouse, or whatever the case is. But don't forget about you. Like, you always have to have time for you in the world. Um, like Fred said, whether it's reading a book, like JG said, whether it's just taking peace out to love yourself, or whether you're, you know, shopping, whether you're lifting weights, whether you're, finding your comedic relief, whatever it is you're doing, don't forget about you because you matter in this world at the end of the day. You matter to somebody. You matter to us on this podcast. You matter to your family. You matter to your friends. You matter to someone, and we want you to never forget that. Um, Please make sure you all follow all the Instagram pages we said. Our Instagram page, Straight Talk uh, uh, underscore uh, the roundtable. Our email address, no chase of straight talk. You can follow JG at Lucky Lefty sixty three. Um, Lucky Lefty sixty three is the sound, the number six three. Myself, the love doctor, T H A L O V, the number three doctor on Instagram. Um, follow our bro. Uh, and it's his, it's and the his, lit uh, his underscore page. library. Was, uh, is it the black library? I'm sorry. Yeah. The lit underscore. I appreciate it. The lit underscore black library. Uh, I followed it myself, um, and oh yeah, no problem, bro, no problem. Because we all we all need something new in our lives. Like I said, we clown a lot on this on this podcast. Me and JG do, we really do. Um, but in in all seriousness, we do we do want everybody to be, you know, serious about the mental health. Black, you know, white or other, we want you to be serious about your mental health. But, bro. I appreciate you getting on, man. We're going to have you on again. I got to get you on again, bro. I promise you I'm going to get you on here a couple more times, not just one more time. We're going to have to get you on, to, on the Y'all going to bring me on those. I got to bring my wife on those. We're going to get can't. you on a couple of these ignorance. <laughs> Trust I'm, me. Not the That's my Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah bro, like, I promise you. I promise you. I got the I got the perfect topic. I'm not going to say it right now, but I'm going to text y'all, and I want her on because I know she gonna like no sis don't keep it real. I'm the calm one. That's the firecracker so, right there. That's yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, bro. If y'all don't know, if y'all don't know me, y'all won't know her. when y'all. If y'all don't know her, y'all gonna know. She is definitely, and y'all gonna love her too though. Like if you don't love her, you are gonna love her. After, trust me, because I've been rocking with her since I started following her. Like yo, that's. She the one. That's the one right there, y'all. So, uh, shout out to the Legacy of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated and <laughs> our sisters of the Order of the Eastern Star. Shout out to Mama Gadlin. Hey, Mama. She ain't gonna listen. Z, I'll be fine. Uh-huh. She ain't gonna, cause I got that's too much instructions. <laughs> I gotta tell her how to get on here and everything. I, I don't. don't. Don't do that. Don't do my mama like that, bro. Man, whatever. Real talk. Like, I, I'm just telling really, you, man. Really really my mama and my Eastern Star sisters, too. I'm just saying. It's mine too. What you trying to say, like? Anyway, see this. This is how we always end. It's right here in the argument. 
But but yeah, I said, once I said, again, say Fred, less, bro. Appreciate you, man. I'm going to post bro. this deal. I'm going to send it out to you, bro. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You saying so what, bro? What's your name? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. definitely. I'm going to send it to you, man. We're going to have him on a couple more times. Uh, bro is very, very, very insightful. So I'm going to have him on a few more times, man. Definitely talk about Frat and his, his book he wrote. Uh, definitely talk about the use of the N-word as well. Um, and then those ignorant topics, we're going we're gonna to let you know some. Uh, appreciate everybody tuning in, man. Please follow us. Let us know your thoughts. You, hey, like we always say, you ain't going to hurt our feelings. Yeah. Um, I don't give a damn about all that. So hit us up. Let us know. Um, on the next podcast, I'm going to read a couple emails. I didn't do it today because of the topic, but I'm going to read a couple emails on the next one that I got and a couple of DMs I got. Um, just so the people just talking to us about the podcast and letting us know how much they love us. But there was one interesting one that I want to read on the next one. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll mm. read that one, man. Mm. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it's, it wasn't negative, but it was just, you know, giving us some, some feedback, some positive constructive feedback, which I care less of fucking about, but I'm going to read it. Yeah. Cause you know what? Um, just like assholes and elbows, everybody got an opinion. Big facts. Appreciate y'all, man. One love. Um, I'm gonna holler at y'all on the next one, probably next weekend. I'll be back at home in Little Rock. Um, All right, and, peace. Uh, we'll we'll see y'all, man.